Good afternoon and welcome to Live from Size Lounge. My name is Matt Van Winkle with the ISU Alumni Association. Thanks to everyone who's been tuning into these each and every week as we've been doing these live interviews with our alumni. Um, they've been really a lot of fun to have and we've really enjoyed engaging with everybody um, who's been tuning into these last few weeks. We are able to bring these conversations to you each week thanks to the members of the ISU Alumni Association. If you're interested in supporting the association and receiving the benefits and services of being a member, please visit isualum.org to learn more. Our guest today is Bob Fitch, a 1996 graduate of Iowa State with a degree in electrical engineering. Bob is also a life member of the Alumni Association. Bob has worked as an engineer for the Boeing Company and most recently as a program manager or a program manager at John Deere. Earlier this year, he decided to pursue a lifelong passion and opened up Waveform Music Recording Studio in Des Moines, Iowa, where he works with artists and bands to record albums, master their tracks, and even produce voiceovers for radio, video, podcasts, and audiobooks. Hey, Bob. Hello, hello, Matt. How are you? I'm fantastic. How's it going? Great. I see you already, you're in your studio. I can see the whole setup behind you. Yes, sir. So it's is it, everything's up and running? Um, you know, it's, it's running enough to record somebody yesterday, in fact. We just moved every, all the electronics in um, this past weekend. And uh, I had phone calls about simple recording requests. And so we said, you know what? Let's get rolling. We don't, we don't have to finish painting just yet. Let's go. <laughs> awesome. Well, I don't know if you heard the intro I gave you, but I gave everyone just a little bit of a background about your career. But maybe take us back all the way to when you were a student at Iowa State and talk about maybe some of your favorite memories from when you were at Ames. Sure. So, um, you know, I started out as an electrical engineer. and At the time, it was a five-year program, and it was sure. a stretch to get it done in five for me for some reason, probably because I was pretty distracted with a lot of music friends. I lived in uh, Friley uh, four of the five years, so I was right across from the music building. And, um, you know, I won't say that the electrical engineering classes were my favorite memories. That was hard work. Yeah. Um, but definitely I've kept in touch with so many people from the music department, from marching band, from basketball pep band, um, and probably the highlight of I'd say if I had to pick one experience was my time um, singing with ISU chamber singers. Um, that group was, uh, I think, three years for me. And when I was a junior, uh, we got to do a two-week tour to Germany. And wow, I mean, I think at the time, I didn't understand how precious that experience was going to be. Um, that's just one of my favorite things and some of the best ear training that I've ever been able to uh, been able to do so 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 thankful for that so really uh you you went to to school to study engineering but you really had that lifelong passion of music throughout the whole the whole thing you were involved in music and different bands on campus yeah i was i didn't get any credit towards graduation but i did it anyway <laughs> and i don't regret it at all you know um marching band is a big time commitment and after my freshman year i i thought real seriously about can i keep this up and I'm so glad that I came out my sophomore year and stuck it out because, uh, I mean, it wasn't the equivalent of a fraternity sorority, but it was the closest thing I had um, and really was an awesome family. Um, and that's still a, such a great family group of friends that mm -hmm. continues to this day, 20-some years later. Were you, are you still part of the alumni band here? 
You bet. Yeah, right. we try to make it back uh, every year for homecoming. And then, yeah, can't beat it. Uh, they keep, you know, the stadium wasn't the same thing that it is that it is today. So just the fact that they let us on the field under those lights with the box and everything is pretty awesome. What's it, what's it like coming back, you know, as part of the alumni band? I know you guys do get to perform on the field for the, is it the homecoming game? Um, yep. it, what is it like to come back and kind of play at Jack Trice now? It must look a little bit different than it did in 1996. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's so cool to be down on the field, right? Yeah. That's a rare experience unless you're an athlete or got a press pass. Um, yeah, you can't beat it. Plus, 20 years ago, we actually tried to march quite a bit, sometimes to all three songs that we would, that we <laughs> would prepare. And these days, um, you know, they take it easy on us and they just let us maybe march one song and we do a lot of integration with the varsity band, and, but mostly play and just have fun down on the field in the middle of the game. <laughs> so what, what instrument did you play in the band? Curious. A trombone. Okay, trombone. Very cool. Yep. So, so you graduated in 1996, and did you start right away working um, at Boeing, or wh what, where did you end up right after you graduated? Right after I graduated, I had um, the, the economy at the time was nothing to complain about, for at least for engineers, it, but it changed a lot. And I had uh, three or four different um, opportunities, a lot of people coming to campus to interview, and I chose to go to Dallas, Texas, and work for Johnson Controls for a couple okay. of years, um, and be an applications engineer for kind of industrial HVAC yeah. design. Okay. Gotcha. So but, where, yep. so when did you, um, I, I was just looking through, you know, your bio and you said that you worked at Boeing as an engineer. What, what, what did you do for them? Um, that Boeing was the second company I worked for when we okay. were down in, in Dallas. Um, okay. And I was, uh, that was really a great application for electrical engineering. Um, that really, really scratched that itch. That was a that was a build to print facility for the electronics that go in all the commercial aircraft, uh, primarily triple seven and seven four seven. So we would we would um, assemble the circuit boards, some two two hundred some odd uh, low volume boards, and then ship them to uh, the Seattle area to get installed um, in the trip in the wide body airplanes mostly. And you know what they didn't warned me about is once you've worked for the aerospace industry it's hard to compete after that man you just once you've yeah. built planes and spacecraft um most other jobs aren't quite as exciting but uh but it was a good four-year run with boeing yeah and then you ended up uh, recently working at john deere right locally yeah yep john deere brought us back to to iowa we didn't think we'd be in texas um forever um but we were there good 10, 12 years. And um, John Deere moved us back. Um, my wife uh, had worked for Nokia down in Dallas, but um, you know, we, we'd had kids by then. So she stayed home and, and uh, I went to work for the precision ag side of Deere here in Des Moines and uh, was a program manager for uh, a lot of the, the automated guidance products was, was pretty cool division of John Deere to work for. So it sounds like you're, education at Iowa State really did help you prepare for life after college and working as an, in engineering. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that my engineering degree, no matter where I was interviewing or talking to people from around the country, they may they might not have been intimately familiar with Iowa State if they're from Maine or something. But no one hesitated uh, to invest in somebody that completed a four year engineering program. 
Well, now you are the, the owner and lead engineer at Waveform Music, a new recording studio in Des Moines, Iowa. Congratulations on that. Thank um, you. How did you kind of come up with the idea to open up your own recording studio? Oh, gosh. Um, well, about every four or five years, I would find a reason to just kind of do some soul searching and, and ask, is this the, the company or the career path that I want to do forever? And um, maybe that's my character flaw is, is um, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the best at what I'm plugged in to do at the time. But after a few years of, of each of these different job opportunities, um, you know, I, I kept coming back to, man, if I, if I, uh, if I had to choose one thing to do the rest of my life, what would it be? And I'd always come back to something to do with, to do with music. So um, for the, for the past decade or so, I've probably been dreaming of this. Um, mm -hmm. Seriously. I mean, I started dreaming of that when I was at Iowa state, uh, I exhausted the, the two technical music classes that were offered at the time, but there really wasn't going to be a career path with a degree or a minor at the time, not in the early nineties anyway. Um, so yeah, I, you know, some different life things happened with my family that um, maybe five years ago or so really made me think seriously, is this how I'm going to put it out the next 20 years, uh, mm -hmm. the last half of my career. And I decided no, I'm not getting younger. Let's, um, let's figure out uh, what the market is like in Des Moines, Iowa to um, help people produce music. And the more I looked into it, I felt like there was a really huge need. Um, Central Iowa is a, a very growing music scene. And I think um, kind of the, the more professional type of production help and facility um, is pretty scarce. I'm not gonna say it's non-existent, but it, you know, I think it's a gap in Des Moines. And so, um, so here we are, yeah, yeah, just trying to add to the offerings in central Iowa to help a variety of musicians um, take their work seriously and do it awesome. Well, I think you gotta think that's everyone's dream really is to take their degree or what they studied in school and then combine that with a passion, right? Something that you're really passionate about doing. So that's really kind of what you've done uh, with engineering and music, right? Absolutely. Because the production side of this um, leverages everything I've, I've learned in engineering, right? Because what makes a, a professional, one of the things that well, I'd say make a professional house like this um, operate well is uh, reliability of, of tools and equipment. And it's so electronics based, um, it's prone to break when you need it most. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think that engineering background helps me both integrate this, these systems to accommodate a variety of people and fix them when they break, hopefully quick. <laughs> Have you always really enjoyed that process of creating music and then recording it on the back end too, of that, that whole, um, from that, the idea of a song to putting it on, you know, a tape or a record like that? How, have you enjoyed sure. that process since you were young? Yeah, you know, the, the thing that I think I've always, always had in me is this, this desire to kind of pick apart the details of different types of music. Um, the first time I had my own little uh, CD player with headphones, um, and it came with a couple of albums that my parents picked for me, uh, I was, 
I was amazed by how much detail there was in uh, this was Chicago's greatest hits was my first CD that was given to me. And I, I just wanted to know how did they get those horns to sound like that? And then they layer in voices sometimes. And, um, it, you know, it was a, it was an extension of some of the ear training I had in chamber singers with uh, a lot more than SATB going on. Um, and so, yeah, I guess that's that's the origin of that kind of growth path. That's the piece of it that I've I've always really loved is uh, is listening critically to to music um, yeah. with a nice pair of headphones, typically. <laughs> yeah. Well, you mentioned the need really for um, something like this, a recording studio in Central Iowa. And so we got a question that came in that kind of answer uh, asked that question as well. You know, why why do you enjoy supporting local music? and local musicians, why is that so important to you and to Iowa? Yeah, in a nutshell, a great question. I like helping people, right? Um, I, I, I understand and I, I get the, the desire to push buttons and work equipment, but it's pretty boring when, there's, when you're the only one in the room forever just pushing buttons. Um, yeah. You know, the, the best part is, is, helping, is helping people um, and helping them sound typically when you when you take this seriously they end up sounding better than they've ever heard themselves and that's a really exciting you know expression to see on their face <laughs> yeah can you give us maybe a little a little tour of what's behind you there i see that there's a little sound mixing board behind you what sure, what, do you, sure. what do you guys have in the studio there that people can can see yeah should i turn this camera around sure let's see if i can and maybe tell people out. maybe tell people where your studio is at too. Yeah, um, the studio is is uh, right down by Methodist Hospital between Methodist Hospital and two thirty five on Keough Way. Um, it's in a new complex called Mainframe Studios. It's a four story high concrete building that used to be a Quest facility full of servers, but they've remodeled it to accommodate. It's got about a hundred tenants in it now, and it'll have over two hundred by the time they're done remodeling all four floors. Um, so yeah, they've done a fantastic job. It's, um, it's a great mix of, uh, artists and I'm, I'm kind of the music checkbox. Um, but there's a lot of different graphic artists and photographers, painters, glass blowers, um, a lot of cool, cool artistry going down. Very cool. Down here. Awesome. So give us a little lay of the land here at your studio. Yeah, so here I've got this thing turned around. Um, I'm in the control room, right? And um, I'm going to back up here. So you're looking at the the 40-channel console. This is a traditional system from the mid-'80s um, that will accommodate a, a pretty big group if we can fit them in here, and I think we can typically and mic them up appropriately. And the speakers you see behind you are, um, these are traditional uh, flush mounted into the wall. This wall and the whole room was designed to be a pristine listening environment. So it really lends itself to both uh, tracking, mixing, and especially mastering. Um, I've gotten used to, to uh, listening to these speakers um, in my basement where they're not really designed to sit because they're on stands and they're just like huge, big wooden 
boxes that take up space in your living room, but they were, mm -hmm. they still sounded pretty good. And when we got things running this weekend um, for the first time in this room, the amount of information that you get sitting in the center of the sweet spot is so much. It's a little overwhelming, but you yeah. can hear everything going on. <laughs> yep. On the right here is a isolation booth. If you want like a real dry recording, that'll have a lot more padding going on in there. Um, I've got my, my computer monitor is really a flat screen TV sitting off to the side, but it'll go in the center above this window when we get it mounted. Yeah. Um, and then in the back here, you know, the room is, uh, is about, I think, 24 feet deep. So um, in the back, we've got kind of a producer's platform where we're going to put a full-size couch and some nice uplighting um, to where fans and kind of a production help can sit yeah. back here um, cool. behind me, right? So really, you guys are going to be able to record anybody from a local musician, maybe just an acoustic session to a full big band, right? Is that kind of the goal? Absolutely. Um, that was the one thing I noticed right off the bat was that studios are smaller and smaller if they're brick and mortar at all. Um, and so the only way to do a five piece band, let's say, is to what's called layer them up and have maybe five people squeezed in, but then the next weekend have the vocalist come back and do the solos and then have the guitarist come back and rerun his stuff. And if that's what you have to do, that's what you have to do. But you kind of lose the mojo of playing together live. So if you could track everybody together at the same time on the same day, there's just a sonic advantage to that that's really hard to, to do um, artificially. Sure. Well, let's go in the, let's go around the horn here to the live room and show you what that's about. So I'd imagine, you know, owning a recording studio, you probably have to know quite a bit about every single instrument. Are you kind of well-versed on guitar and drums and everything? Um, yeah, so that, that's a great question. I think the, from a, when you put on a producer's hat, um, you have to be able to integrate all these things. You don't have to be able to play mm -hmm. them well. Um, yeah. I'd say, you know, a band teacher has to be able to play them all decently. I don't have to play everything so much as I need to know how to put people and instruments together in a non-biased way. Um, so I think me listening critically to the different, different music genres I've, I've had over the years helps me do exactly that in a way that doesn't always feature the vocalist or always feature the guitarist because mm -hmm. I'm a guitar player, you know? Um, how do you, the, yeah, how do you hope that this space is able to, you know, you're able to reach out to the community and serve the community with this space? Are you going to maybe work with some high school bands or anybody, uh, bring people in just to see the, the whole process of that? How do you hope to engage with the community with this place? Um, well, word of mouth um, to start with, uh, but I definitely will be reaching out to, you know, educators because I do, I would like to share this with the younger generation, people, you know, considering, don't have to be a music major yet, but, you know, people just in high school band and jazz band and stuff, um, I think would benefit from a little bit of an experience sure. in the studio to think, to ask questions about different career paths. Um, yeah, I, I am interested in, uh, 
integrating with both uh, high school and collegiate level uh, programs. What was the, uh, what was a challenging part about creating this space? And I know you've been working on this, this project for a long time. What was maybe the most difficult or challenging part of getting a recording studio put together? And you can flip your camera back around if you want. Sure. Let me, um, it really looks like a nice space though. I think it looks like it's coming together well. Yeah, this uh, brown fabric um, will get spread across the backside of this, uh, this kind of percussion stage. That's an all a very absorptive background yeah. back there. It's a very quiet space. I can even, I'm wearing my headphones, but it sounds like it's a really soundproof area. <laughs> it has you to bet. Be, I would imagine. You bet. Yep. And it'll get even quieter when we actually install glass between the rooms and yeah. in this exterior window. Um, yeah, we left this one exterior window, but I've got to put oh, my own yeah. glass to kind of keep it quiet. But outside, you can kind of get a shot of there you go. principal buildings yeah. right out there. And they just knocked down this other building and put in a green space here this spring. Cool. And what I'm, one of the things I'm really excited about using this room for is not only tracking groups, even jazz bands. I, I, that was one of the challenges was, was I wanted a live room big enough to do a standard, you know, 20 piece jazz band yeah. and not feel cramped. I think we've accomplished that, but we built in a big enough percussion stage that I'm really excited about the idea of using this space as an event, like a venue rental for an intimate concert, like a yeah. CD release show and where this doesn't necessarily have drums on here, but um, has you know, use this as a, as a stage. stage and maybe in the COVID world here and then at least in the near term, an intimate space for some kind of an event is actually preferable. Right. So have you, how many uh, artists or people have you brought into the space to record some stuff? Have you done any of that yet? Or are you still kind of working through that? Um, it was a little dusty in here. Um, yeah. Until just this past weekend, we got, you know, enough stuff pushed around that we could, we could uh, entertain somebody coming in and just, I'm telling you, the instant that we felt like, yeah, I could entertain a request, we got a call. And so nice. there was a vocalist and um, a per piano player in here just yesterday doing a bit of a theme song um, nice. for their group. And uh, it went awesome. They were prepared. They knew what they wanted to sing through they were done in 45 minutes and i'm going to wrap that song up for them this afternoon very cool well i think you hear a lot of times artists that that are locally they maybe are traveling to minnesota or other states to record their album and now they have this option to to come to you directly in iowa to do that that's pretty cool absolutely yep it's uh it's neat to go to nashville it's uh also stressful and and uh, expensive to live in a hotel and try to crank through your favorite four or 10 songs in three days while the clock's ticking. Um, yeah. So you're really trying to offer maybe a more affordable way for people to record a really high quality album or track uh, locally here instead of having to travel somewhere else, right? Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Cool. Well, on top of being an Iowa State alumni, you are also a life member of the Alumni Association, Bob. So thank you for that. Uh, what does being a member mean to you? Um, yeah, we decided to do that early on when we were living in Texas. Um, mm -hmm. 
it was just a kind of a no-brainer way to be committed to the university that we, my wife and I both got our, our bachelor's degrees from. Um, and that was, I mean, that's important to us. I, I'm, as, as time has gone by, I appreciate, we appreciate our degrees and the work we put into it and Iowa State's part in that, um, in our, in our, our career paths and, uh, yeah, it's just the invaluable, you know, investment we made back then. I know there's a, quite a few alumni that are living in the Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas area. So did you, were you able to connect with other cyclones down there at some point for game watches or anything like that? Oh, yeah. Yep, we did. Yep, we sure nice. did. That was so fun. Very cool. Well, I know you also are a uh, donor to the Cardinal and Gold Gala that we host every year. Um, that, that gives money to first-generation college students, gives them scholarships here on campus. What, why did you decide to get involved with the Cardinal and Gold Gala this past year? I was really attracted to the idea of helping first-year students. Um, yeah. You know, if I look back at the different choices I've made, investments we've made, in, especially in our time, but also, also money, that investment in completing a four-year degree has been instrumental in, you know, so many different, not just career um, choices, but, but career options. And so my wife and I, we think that's really neat to be able to contribute in some way to uh, helping kids get started, especially those that, you know, have boundaries to, to get going. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's a meaningful investment to us very cool well lastly bob as we just wrap up what do you want people to know about uh waveform music studio music recording studio and what where can they find you at and uh just give us a little bit of information sure so yeah the name uh of the studio is waveform music and um it's waveformmusic.com on on the internet or waveform dsm on uh on instagram or twitter or facebook um Matt, you are the first videographer in this space, being how we just moved equipment in this past <laughs> weekend. There are, I don't even have pictures of the equipment and the piano on my internet, my website yet. <laughs> but we I, got an exclusive look, right? <laughs> you did. You did. I saved it for you, Matt. And I so appreciate it. <laughs> I'll be, yep, I'll be putting, you know, updated photos on the, on yep. the website and, um, you know, just just word of mouth, I think, is the best way to, to advertise um, as, you know, probably on social media that um, we are taking clients now, even though we're, we're not done with paint and flooring, that's, that's okay. <laughs> and I would assume you, you're practicing the, the social distancing as you can, you know, you, people are in the other room, so you don't have to worry about that, right? <laughs> we can spread out given the space that we have. This is over 1,300 square feet, so, you know. Yeah even a group of eight to 10, we, we can spread out and be safe about that. And our building takes um, the guidance seriously. Uh, masks are required in the hallways as you make your way to fourth floor. Um, sure. And so, yeah, um, even though COVID is a really tough challenge for everybody right now, I, I feel pretty good about, you know, staying safe as we can uh, both in the studio and the building um, as folks are getting more comfortable with how to how to get out in the public safely. Great. 
Well, I hope to someday be able to get down there and give myself a, a tour. Hope you give me a tour of the space and see it in you action with, with an artist in there and you running the board behind you. That'll be a lot of fun. You bet. We'll look forward to it. Sounds good. Well, thanks again so much, Bob, and uh, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Matt. Really appreciate it.